Welcome to the wormhole. Um, this is our first episode of a podcast where we're gonna be talking about some Wikipedia articles and going on some deep dives, some wormholes, if you will. We like most of humanity, we love information. We're gonna read some information and then regurgitate the information into our microphones like mo- mother birds. Oh god. <laughs> I hate that. I said it and I can't take it back. I'm Ray. I'm a cool guy. Yeah, I'm Toby. I'm a much cooler guy than Ray. Hi, I'm Ray. I'm the coolest guy. <laughs> Shit, I can't I can't one up that. <laughs> uh we're we're roommates. We're in our dining room. We have wine. Our drink of the day is <laughs> It's boxed Zinfandel. It's Franzia. <laughs> it's Franzia. Isn't it Zinfandel? Zinfandel is the kind of wine it is. Franzia is the brand. Oh, God, I forgot you're a sommelier. I, I just grew up with a lot of Franzia in my house. Oh, I see. This is <laughs> this is like my second ever box of Franzia. And it's, it's pretty solid. So, was it last week we gave each other... Um, different prompts of where to start with this journey. Yeah, we sent each other pages to start on. Yeah, and so we are going to tell you a little bit about what we looked at, what we dove into this this past week, and um, we we started on the pages that we were given, and then we just kind of um freaked out on it. Until we found a a place we wanted to stop. And yeah, I think we both had pretty different starting points. I very much. Yes. (laughs) And Um, we we did a a epic game of rock, paper, scissors to decide who would go first. Yeah. And Ray's going first. I'm going first, which is really sad and scary, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. That's okay. Well, you have a really uplifting article, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's going to be really, like, chill and fun time. So, Toby, knowing mm-hmm. how squeamish I am and knowing how <laughs> unnerved I get by gore and guts and I gruesome, didn't think it was going to be gory. I was, was like, they're gory. already dead. They're already dead. So, like, where? what's the... They're dust. They're just going to grind them up. So, for context, I sent Ray an article called Mummy Brown... The only thing I knew was that it was a kind of paint made from mummies, and yeah. that that's all I knew. And it's gruesome and gross, but I'm and not gonna get too I'm not gonna get too much into like the very very gruesome parts of it because I honestly couldn't read some of it. Really? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Um, I... I guess like a little bit of a trigger warning for like gore and guts, but also like I can't get into it too far because I'm triggered by gore and guts. I'm not like triggered. I did but... not think it was gonna be gory. I was it's like mummies. But I didn't think you were going to read about how they mummify people. No, it's not about that. I'll get into it. Okay, (laughs) tell me. Okay. Spin me a tale. I have the article Mummy Brown. So Mummy Brown is a pigment. It's a kind of paint um, that was made from the flesh of mummies um, and mixed with uh, white pitch and myrrh, generally. Um, This paint was really popular in the late 1800s and... um, stopped being popular around like the 
1915, I think. That's that's, that's too yeah. late. That's too large a period of oh, time. just wait. Toby. Oh, no. <laughs> just wait. The eyes you're giving just me. Just wait, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> they were made f- from um, guanche mummies. And when I saw this, I was like, guanched, is that any relation to gouache? Which oh, is like, another kind of the paint. kind of paint, yeah. And I did look it up, and gouache, no relevance. No relevance okay. at all. It's just like a silly little yeah. history, haha. <laughs> a history joke, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's a history haha. A history haha. Ray has this thing that they do called road jokes, <laughs> which is when they break the law in their car. I don't break the law. It's like if I'm about to switch lanes and I put on my blinker and then I'm like, oh, wait, I don't want to switch lanes. So I turn my blinker off and I feel a little bit bad. That's about a road it. joke. So now we've got, we've got road jokes and history hahas. Yeah. Yeah. The two genders. So guache has no nothing to do okay. with mummies. Um, it comes from an Italian word guazzo, just like um, linguistically similar. I guess. Yeah, just a little history, haha. History, haha. And so they made a lot of this paint. It was very very popular, and um, so like making this paint was like an art in itself a bit. And so mm-hmm. the people who made these paints were like, okay. The best part of the mummy is like the fleshiest part. Oh god! And that's okay. how you make this paint. And Jesus. Yeah. So they really loved their flesh. So they would like take them apart. Yeah. That's terrible. Just, just wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. At some point, mummies started running out. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They just used other dead people. Like, other Egyptian dead people or other, like... Because this was in, like, Italy or yeah. whatever. Or, like, they just went and grave robbed. I couldn't get it too specific with the paint. It sounds like more, mostly, like, just other Egyptian dead people. That's awful. Um, because the kind of, like, mummification that they used became very almost cost-effective. Mm-hmm. Or, like, most people could afford it. Okay. So it wasn't just like the cool mummies anymore. It was like the cool mummies. everyday mummies. Yeah. There was an artist named Edward Byrne Jones mm-hmm. and he figured out his mummy brown was made of mummies, made of dead people, and he was so sad he buried his, his tube of mummy brown in his garden. Oh how nice and respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike everything about this. Okay, so... I, just, um, I love that they ran out of mummies and their first instinct was not, we need to stop using mummies. It was, let's look for more mummies. Yeah, that's what you do. When you're making mummy brown, apparently. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do every day. When you're making mummy brown. Yeah. yeah. In about 1915, it, like it kind of became out of fashion and it was still a thing that was being made. People just didn't really use it as much. Um, but then in 1964, they ran out of mummies, so they couldn't. Anymore. I'm sorry, did you say 64? 1964, the year the Beatles came to America. <laughs> That's when they stopped making the corpse paint? Yeah, because they ran out. I thought you said they stopped in 1905. It went out of fashion in 1915. <sighs> so people just like stopped. Really but it was still available. It. it was still available. It's, like, so... it's like how they still use cadmium in some paints, even though it's toxic. Yeah, I have cadmium paints. We, we both have cadmium paints. Yeah. We're artists. We're art people. I don't <laughs> use them. No, I have a box of like flammable paints. It's like a metal box and I'm just I don't touch oh, it. I should put mine in a metal box or something. 
They're I, just kind of out right now. In your room? Not in my room, but like in my art drawer. Do you have like paint thinner? I don't think so. Okay, because the paint thinner is the flammable part. I never, I didn't get them to use them. I got them from like a free goodie bag from Blick. It's like, here, have some cadmium. <laughs> to do some experiments <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. Okay, back to the mummies. So, um, Mummy Brown wasn't even the best paint. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really rich when you first put it down, but like, over time it lost its color really quickly and even if you put like any finish over it it would crack Mm -hmm. so like this wasn't even a good paint why were people even using it you know pretty much as soon as like napoleon started colonizing egypt Mm -hmm. people loved everything about it people went crazy for it for egypt yeah yeah a lot of like architectural stuff is inspired like the washington monument is inspired by egyptian architecture Like, I feel like it's still a thing. Like, we have, like, the whole ancient aliens, like, ooh, who made the pyramids? People have really always been fascinated with ancient Egypt, which is very, especially in, like, America, I think. It's it's kind of unnerving how much people can be interested in that. There's definitely a big big element of like colonialism and othering people by their i don't know absolutely just like being like and we can take this of yeah. course like the whole mentality of the british museum is mm. like and we can just take these for us right because we're here we can take them yeah yeah it's gross it's disgusting so during this this era especially mm-hmm. was like a very big boom in like egyptian stuff in like pop culture and they called it egyptomania and so during this time people loved mummies mummies were their favorite thing and so like you go you go you take your trip to egypt as mm-hmm. you do and you want to go home what do you think you bring back a keychain <laughs> they said terrified <laughs> <laughs> you could bring back a little keychain a little keychain of a little mummy hand yeah yeah people would bring back pieces of mummies and like decorate their homes with them just a little souvenir that's that's so bad i know do you know what else they did what they would have full mummies shipped to them i was terrified you were gonna say something else oh i was like (laughs) i thought you were gonna be like and then they fuck the mummies (laughs) i didn't see anything about that i mean thank god I hope that didn't happen. Me too. Yeah. That is terrible that they would take entire mummies. (laughs) They took entire mummies. They had them shipped to them. And you know what you do when you have, like, like, they didn't have the internet at this time. They didn't have movies to Mm -hmm. watch. So, like, what do you do with your friends on a Friday night? Mm -hmm. You fucking unwrap a mummy. And that's what they do for fun? Yeah. It was like they had mummy parties. That's what they called them. What year was this? What's what section of time? Eighteen late late eighteen hundreds. I was gonna say this isn't some real eighteen hundreds British person shit. Yeah, definitely. But I I don't I didn't really see like when this ended. I should have made a note of that. But like this was a thing. Yeah, there were like a lot of rumors that like mummy wrappings were used in like paper making, and that like a lot of newspapers were bragging like, oh, we use mummy wrappings in our paper. Um. It it was probably mostly a rumor, but, like, it was a selling point. That's so... That's so much. It's yeah. so much. Yeah. People used ground mummy as fertilizer. 
on farms because at this point they saw it as like an infinite resource because there were so many dead people in Egypt. Just, I guess, unbury them all. Describe the look on my face right now. It's horrifying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's horrifying. Yeah. Why would people do this? It's so weird. The fact that they would just like, and these aren't people. Like, yeah. It's just a thing we can use. Yeah. And then another thing they did with mummies, um, which isn't even getting into like the other shit that I mm-hmm. have. So we both grew up Catholic. Yes. I We both grew up in very different churches, though. Yes. Are you familiar with relics? Yes. That That's just a Catholic thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when saints die, mm-hmm. the theory is that they are so holy that a part of them does not, like, get lost to time, disintegrate, yeah. deteriorate, or whatever. So, like, I think it's, like, St. Francis, St. Anthony, who just has, like, his tongue is in a jar. Yeah. Somewhere. There's, like, fingers and... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's rumored that a lot of these relics are actually just pieces of mummies. It's a rumor. Oh my god. It would make sense. I, yeah. I'm very verbose. I'm just trying to process this. Yeah. That would make sense. That's terrifying. So we think that St. Anthony's tongue, that's just some guy. That's just some guy's tongue they took. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's my cat knocked something over or the girls are fighting. Oh, I hope the girls aren't fighting. Girls, are you fighting? The girls were fighting. The girls were fighting. Another thing that was really, really popular during this time, like, mm-hmm. vi- like you walked into, like, your local pharmacy or at that point it was like a apothecary it was you it was just there it was mummies they used them as medicine like pieces yeah well like any part of it like different parts would do different things Mm. yeah so like something i thought was a little bit funny was like they would use ground bones for arthritis like ah my bones hurt i'll just eat Eat some some bones (laughs) (laughs) that's not like they realize these are just people right like yeah, there were, like, different kinds of mummies that had different purposes, like, depending on how they were preserved. And, yeah, just, like, the different things that come with mummification, I could not get too much. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's gross. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to point out just, like, the way Europe often, like, used, like, cannibalism as a way to, like, dehumanize other cultures mm-hmm. while they're fucking eating mummies. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. This practice of eating mummies turned into people wanting something fresher. And so people started getting this medicine from more recently dead folks. So just doing straight up, like, just like using recently deceased. No. Yeah. No. And so mummies specifically stopped being consumed in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, around the same time, Mummy Brown stopped being as popular. Good. And probably for the same reasons. But um, you're going to get a kick out of this. Uh-huh. The same practice of like using human remains as medicine was still used and only really fell out of popularity in like the 1990s what yeah i'm surprised that they still had mummies 
to go around at well, that point. Not, it's not mummies. It's like like dead people. Yeah, like it wouldn't be mummies anymore because they ran out of that in 1964. But they like just dead people. That's horrifying. Or like human parts. Yeah, I feel like that's like not a long way away from like using leeches to well, to yeah. like bleed out the illness. You that's know what I mean? The same kind of logic that it was it started from. Yeah, and then I don't I don't even know why it stayed popular that long. But like every source I was reading from, because I kind of left Wikipedia at this point, was saying like this it 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 continued so far out like too 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 recently. <laughs> That's horrifying. There yeah. are people alive that had that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how popular it was. It probably wasn't like every person was mm-hmm. eating dead people, but mm-hmm. like people were doing it. Mm-hmm. It was a thing. Don't like it. I feel like I still kind of see that in like, there's like this thing about like people eating placentas. Yeah. I feel like that might be birthed from that a little bit. Um, I don't know. The eating your placenta thing is. At least as far as I understand it, like a mindset of like it, you're like absorbing the nutrients you lost. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some like popular skincare stuff or whatever. It's like um, like put blood on your face and they like spike roll. I don't remember what it's called. I'm not mm-hmm. a beauty person, but they like roll the blood into your face. And it's supposed to like. That's terrifying. Yes, exactly. The I I mean I could talk about the beauty industry for literal yeah. hours, but like tenderize your face like meat. Yeah, there's just kind of a a mindset I think that's grown from that. Like I don't know if there's practices that have descended from that, but definitely there's a mindset. Oh, definitely. Right, where we can just like take stuff for ourselves from other cultures. Yeah, and I think that's that's more than just the mummies thing. That's like a colonialism in general thing. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Gross. Gross. So yeah, this whole thing was birthed out of like ancient medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I was thinking like why, what gave them the idea that this would be a good, a good idea mm-hmm. to do? Like why was this so popular for so long? Yeah. Okay, so there was, like, some philosophy behind it of, like, only things from man can heal man. Um, but it was mostly, like, a misunderstanding. Hmm. Like, a history haha. In itself. A history haha. It was a history haha. Uh-huh. So it came out of the practice of using um, bitumen. It's like asphalt. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and it formed in basins in the desert. So I'm just, like, imagining, like, this big pool of fucking like asphalt Mm -hmm. tar and this was used um as medicine by a lot of ancient civilizations it was used for rashes um to like hold broken bones Mm -hmm. so they would heal correctly and um a lot for construction um and this like actually has like some scientific stuff behind it Mm -hmm. um it's antimicrobial and it's like a natural pesticide that's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, a little, a little, a little funny, 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 haha that I saw mm-hmm. was um, a semi-liquid bitumen is called piss asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it sure is, huh? It sure is. It's piss asphalt. Does it look like piss? I didn't look at pictures. <sighs> you fail. 
I can look it up right now. Google piss asphalt. I'm looking at the laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what I'm seeing here, what I'm seeing here is um, a stock photo of a hand. It's sticking out in like a white void. And above the hand is in like red aerial font, the word piss asphalt. It looks like it's a TED talk, like PowerPoint slide. It's like presenting the word piss asphalt. So we don't know what it looks like, but we do know that it's silly. (laughs) It is silly. And everybody thinks that. And everybody thinks that. What a journey we've been on today. Yeah. Back to the back to the boys. The boys. <laughs> the boys being the mummies, I guess. Throughout time, like multiple different civilizations called this um, bitumen something different, mm-hmm. and so one. I think it was in Persia. I didn't write it down. I should have. They started calling it mummia. Yes. This was used in some regions, and it started becoming more popular. And through translation, you can see how this made some misconceptions. Yeah. Yeah, and because mummies, the way they were preserved, had this kind of thick, viscous black substance on them, Mm -hmm. they thought that was bitumen. It's, I I couldn't find if it actually was or not. They started by using like this thick, thick, viscous bitumen because it was starting to run out because they used a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So like this may or may not have been actual bitumen, but it kind of just morphed into people understanding the medicine as the mummies themselves interesting yeah so they were just like well if this is medicine then the whole thing is medicine yeah (laughs) wow so it's it's all a big like misunderstanding of history but also white people came in and made it a lot worse definitely absolutely yeah Yeah. Um, as we often do oh definitely yeah because of all of this all of this craze around mummies Mumbies. Mummies. <laughs> Mumbies. <laughs> Mumbies. Um, supplies were running out. Mummies were expensive and like everybody wanted them. So mm-hmm. like what do you do? Like Well, you start using recently dead people. Yeah, that was one of the mm-hmm. things. But also like you tried to fake having a mummy, you know? Oh, they would, so, like, make fake mummies. They wouldn't make the whole thing, because it was usually, like, ground, mm. like, ground-up mummy pieces <sighs> that they would sell to people. And, like, a, a, so it'd be, like, chalk or something. Yeah, like, put it in a jar, you sniff it or something. Huff the Mummy. Yeah. That's a sequel to the movie The Mummy, is Huff the Mummy. Huff the Mummy. So, yeah, things they would use as mummies were um, toasted camel meat. They Poor camel. some camel meat, yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Unfortunate. And then also, people would make their own mummies. It was very common for people who, like, worked in these apothecaries to go out and rob graves. Yeah, that grave robbing was, like, an epidemic in, like, the 1800s. People wanted their bodies. Yeah. And so they would take these bodies from these graves and they would embalm them the same way. And so they would make their own mummies, and they would sell them. That is so awful. I know. Those people can't consent to that. Oh, no, they're dead. And I bet, <laughs> but I bet the families didn't either. Oh, no. But they needed their medicine. Are you on your license or your state ID? Do you Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Are you? Yeah. 
Um, you can opt to like donate your body to scientific research when you mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Um, I think most people are. I think I don't know. I've heard some people say they aren't, but like I think the biggest reasons not to are like religious reasons, also medical. Mm-hmm. Like um, well, I guess donating your body to science if you have a medical condition can help them understand your medical condition. Yeah. But like organ donor, like no one should want my organs <laughs> because they're probably bad. Yeah. Um, but those people do not consent to donation. No. 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 That was the fantastic world of mummies. And the tale of Mummy Brown. The tale of Mummy Brown. I I do not. My next one is not gory. I promise good. you that. I, I'm glad because this was a lot. I did not think it was going to be gory. The The path I thought you were going to go on was going from Mummy Brown to like, um, I guess like f- fake medicines like you did. But mm-hmm. I did not think you were going to go into the mummy craze. I have a little, I, I don't know what to call it, bonus article. Oh, yeah. Um, so upon my, my researching, I found an article that is in no way related to my article, but I want to read it so bad because <laughs> it's so fantastic. So let me tell you a tale of the demon cat. Oh, my God. De- like, Bonicula. <laughs> I... You know, I bet they would be friends. Oh um, I'm just going to read the first the first sentences because I can't describe it. Okay. Um, the demon cat, also referred to as the DC. The DC universe. <laughs> yeah, the flash is in here. Uh, is a ghost cat who is purported to haunt the government buildings of Washington, DC, which is the capital city of the United States. Uh, its primary haunts are the city's two main landmarks, the White House and the United States Capitol. Do you think it's at the Washington Monument? Do you think we'll come full circle? Oh my god. And the cat invented the Washington The cat designed the Washington Monument. the cat died. It ate too many mummies. <laughs> uh, you know the thing where, like, if you die with your cat, your cat will eat you? Oh. They, they, they came up with it. Yeah. 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 So Do the- you think he haunted Obama? <laughs> And Joe Biden, yes. (laughs) Yes. So the demon cat story is from like the mid-1800s because um, they introduced cats into the basement tunnels of the Capitol building to kill uh, rats and mice. That makes sense. That live down there. And uh, (laughs) the Wikipedia says, and I quote, legend states that the demon cat is one of these cats who never left even after its death. Oh, man. Um, so apparently it died in the crypt, uh, which was originally intended as a burial chamber for George Washington, but he's not buried there. Oh, my God. There's a crypt. There's, oh, there's shit underneath the Washington. This fits uh, right into my Joe Biden lore. <laughs> okay, so you brought up the Joe Biden lore. You have to explain the Joe I Biden lore. I will explain on another episode. It's too much for right now. Maybe he drinks gasoline second. is he like does. the is the summarization. I'll, in like another mid, middle segment. Okay, I'll that'll we'll have a Joe, Joe Biden, Biden So apparently the cat is seen before presidential elections and tragedies in Washington, D.C. <laughs> was there on january 6th oh my god it was allegedly spotted by white house security guards on the night before the assassinations of jfk and abraham lincoln 
Oh my god. And it's described as either a black cat or a tabby cat. Sorry, this article is so funny. I can't read it this without laughing. This is like that one dog. It's the size of an average ha- What one dog? In Harry Potter. What? There's like a dog in Harry Potter that everybody says like when you see it, you're gonna die. Oh. I don't I think know it was Harry Potter. I don't remember. I think it was actually a guy. Oh, um, there's a character that turns into a dog. Yeah, Sirius Black, I think. Sirius, yes. Okay. I read Harry Potter when I was I in elementary not. school. I don't remember. Why do I remember this? I Because everyone thinks he's hot, maybe. So it's the size of an average cat. However, witnesses report that the cat swells to the size of a giant tiger or an elephant and is set to be 10 feet by 10 feet. So a cube, I guess. He's 10 feet tall. He's 10 feet tall. Oh my god, I have this joke that whenever like an animal stretches out, specifically my rabbit, that like they get like real long and I go, oh, they're 10 feet tall. You say it when he's just walking around too. You don't say that when he's stretching. He is, he's 10 feet tall. (laughs) Um... When alerted, he is 10 feet by 10 feet, which is the most insane dimensions because that implies that he's a cube. Yeah, cube cat. Cube cat. I've played Minecraft. And I love this next sentence. The cat would either then explode. (laughs) Ray was taking a drink of their wine. (laughs) The cat would then either explode or pounce at the witness, disappearing before it managed to catch its victim. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So in the 1890s, the cat inexplicably vanished when some Capitol Hill guards fired their guns at it, and another supposedly died of a heart attack after seeing it. Oh my god. It sounds like this isn't a demon cat. It sounds like he's trying to warn people. But then he explodes, so what does that mean? Minecraft creeper. That would explain the cues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's a Minecraft mob. It's, it's a Minecraft creeper. Yeah. Um, the last official sighting of the alleged ghost was during the final days or aftermath of World War II in the 1940s. Okay. So I guess he was warning about the end of World War II? I don't know. So um, so he didn't haunt Joe Biden. There is an explanation on Wikipedia. Oh. It says, according to Steve Livingood, the chief tour guide of the U.S. Capitol Historical Society... Um, the, the Capitol Police was, like, known, uh, for hiring unqualified, like, friends and relatives, and that these folks would, like, get shit-faced drunk. That Um, makes sense for police. Yeah. Um, and he believed that the legend began when a security guard who was lying down because he was drunk was licked by one of the Capitol building's cats and assumed that it was a giant cat, and then, uh... Once he reported it to his superior, the guard would have been sent home to recover, and eventually the other guards found out that they could get a day off if they saw the demon cat. This is, like... Boss, I saw the demon cat again! Yeah. (laughs) Boss, I'm not feeling so good, I saw the demon cat. Me when I call into the work, demon cat. (laughs) You should have done that earlier this week. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I can't come in. I saw the demon cat. Um, but fun fact, uh, in, founded in 2006, were the DC Demon Cats, which is one of DC's uh, four roller derby home teams. Oh my god. 
God, I love roller derby. I think you should become a member of the Demon Cats. I don't know. Really Do you think they have cat ears on their helmet? Yeah, I think I just convinced you to join the Demon Cats. Oh my God. I used to watch roller derby. Like I used like there was like a Twitch um channel that would live stream a lot of the roller derby things. It was fun. Hmm. Yeah. Underappreciated sport. Really? Those those gals are athletic. Yes. Yes. Like I watched roller derby for the plot. <laughs> yeah, you watch it because you love sports. Oh yeah, I love sports. Yes. I don't love women. You don't love women. No. Um, but yeah, that's the tale of the demon cat. Uh, I'm just going to show you real quick the picture from the Wikipedia, which is, it's just a picture. That's Gosi. Our roommate has a cat named Bella Lugosi. She's haunted. Um, and she's, she looks at you like she's seen murders happen. Um, she might have. She might have. We don't know her life before she was adopted. Maybe she killed someone. But yeah. So I'm going to move on to my main article. I gave you a cool um, one. You did give me a cool one. Um, you're much more into architecture than I am. So mm-hmm. it, I think it was very interesting to see, like, research a topic that you would typically be interested in. Because I don't think I would have picked this for myself. Yeah. When I originally saw it, I was like, oh, I need to, like, look into this right now. And I was like, wait. It would be funny to make Toby do this. <laughs> It'd be a, a funny Wikipedia, haha. Wikipedia, whoopsie, whoopsie. <laughs> Wikipedia, wahoo. <laughs> Wikipedia, wahoo. Yippee. Yippee. Um, so you sent me an article called Future. I don't know how to say this. So I'm so sorry if I'm fucking it up. But Futuro or Futuro Pods. Yeah. Um, it's an architecture sort of thing it's a kind of prefabricated house mm-hmm. um designed by f- i'm so sorry there's so many names in other languages in this i'm gonna fuck them all up so i here's my uh, preemptive apology um finnish architect maddie Suronen. and the way i would describe this well first of all google futuro uh or futuro pod was this a woman no okay it's like, I wrote, it looks like if there was a Ghibli movie about aliens, um, there are these kind of like ovally spaceship things that are on four legs. Um, and like, there's a big staircase that descends from the side of it um, that you walk up into. They're like, they look like UFOs. Definitely. They do. They really look like UFOs. And they're very much... Um, like, if you're familiar with the concept of, like, retrofuturism, where it was um, people in, like, the 20th century imagining, or, like, especially earliest, earlier 20th century, imagining what the future would look like, um, it's definitely that vibe where it's a, it was a, a guy going, and what would aliens come in in their spaceships? <laughs> but they're they're pretty cool. So it's like fiberglass and and polyester and stuff, and it's uh they're currently used as like a lot of Airbnbs mm-hmm. and bed and breakfasts and stuff. I've seen ads for Airbnb. It's like I was gonna house. say I've seen commercials where mm-hmm. they're at the Futuro houses in it, which I is there's a lot of like lookalikes too. Yes, um, there's a lot of people that tried to. 
Uh, we'll get into this later, but it, ins- no. it it inspired a lot of other, I don't want to say movements, but a lot of other designs That's for, cool. um, for like individual hotels. Okay. So Maddie Saronin was finished. Yeah, he was finished. He was finished. Don't look at me like that was a good one. <laughs> So they were built in like the late 1960s, early 1970s, and they were a product of like post-war Finland where it was like optimistic, futuristic, like we won. And like, what's the future going to look like? Um, And they were originally built to be ski chalets, which I'm not rich enough to know what a ski chalet specifically is, but I know it's like a ski lodge for rich people. I think it's like a private ski lodge. Yeah. Um, and that part of that is because they're so small and made out of fiberglass that they're very insulated. Okay. So they can be heated really quickly and like for a long time with very little power. That makes um, sense. So they're very efficient. And also, um, they're cheaper to make, uh, and you can transport them really easily and put them in rough terrain. Um, I read an advertisement that said that they can be put on a 20 degree incline, up to a 20 degree incline and still be stable. Holy shit. Yeah. So they were pretty, you know, sturdy. So people fucking hated the Futuro houses. <laughs> I don't know how to make a turn into this. When they were made, about a hundred of them were made and put around the world. Um, there's a list of where they were put, but it's it's like in every continent. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. That's everywhere. But the first house that was put on the market for sale was taken off the market in 1970 because it was met with public protest because people thought it didn't match the aesthetic of the surrounding area. They thought it was like a sore thumb. Banks didn't want to finance them. Some of them were vandalized and Tampa, Florida ordered one demolished in 1999. Oh my God. This is like, cause I, I love architecture. Yes. At this, like, same point in time or around the same point in time, there was this movement in California where they made these, like, crazy fucking buildings that, like, looked like things. Like, there was, like, a, I think there was, like, a hot dog stand that looked like a hot dog. Like, they made these buildings that were just fucking crazy. So, like, it's crazy for me to think that, like, during this same era, people hated these things. Yeah. This is just California. California's. California's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any notes of any being destroyed in California, so maybe they were like, hell yeah. Yeah. We love this shit. They probably love that shit. They probably made like a UFO themed bar in there. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, in 2001 was bought so it could be demolished and replaced with modular housing. That's gross. Yeah. Instead of, you could just move it, right? The whole point is that they're transportable. Yeah. Um, buying it to destroy it is such an insult. Yeah. Because they're really interesting looking and there's some um i don't have the pictures with me right now but there are some pictures of the inside and it's like a swanky 70s like loungy hotel it would look nice and like i don't know like i don't know why somebody wouldn't like this is definitely like an artistic thing somebody did like to make a hundred of these and put them around the world that's not cheap and that's also like a lot of like you have to have a lot of motivation to do yeah that. um maddie sorson was also a very well-known architect and yeah. had done projects previously and continued to do projects like this afterwards this is so. like i forgot who the architect is that made that 
mirror rebuilding. Yes. This is like if somebody saw something from him and destroyed it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially when they're not permanent structures. That's what gets me. Yeah. Like, they could be moved. Some of them were vandalized uh, in drive-by shootings. Like, people people shot at them to destroy them. What's wrong with them? Um, But there's about 60 of the originals in existence today that are, like, functional. Um, and some people are still conserving so they them. They took out forty of them. Yeah, that's a lot of buildings. That's a lot of buildings. Like it takes a lot of effort to like take down a building. Oh yeah, yeah. And they took down forty of them. That's crazy. Yeah, especially when like I feel like these could make a really good profit if if, mm-hmm. if you're thinking like a business owner, and you're thinking oh, I'd rather put housing here. Yeah. It's like well you could this could be like a motel or so, or you could yeah. run an airbnb like california needs if, more airbnbs if but. people marketed more to gay people back then <laughs> absolutely well, yeah yeah <laughs> hey we got a camp thing you can stay in gay people would be all over that they would be i'm speaking as a gay person mm-hmm. i would be all over that there's one uh, instance i saw where there's a a woman who for her um she was getting like a degree in conservation mm-hmm. and for her thesis she conserved one of them oh because her college had one and she like brought it back to like not fully functioning but like fully conserved um, for her degree i thought that was really interesting too being like and for my thesis i'm gonna fix a building like Yeah. yeah it's very cool so that brings me to the end of futuro houses and the beginning of Sanzi UFO houses. They were inspired by Futuro houses. I have pictures that I can show you. And they're uh, located in Sanzi District, New Taipei in Taiwan. I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, those are so cool. I've... Yeah, they're like almost like flower shapes that are layered on top of each other. Yeah, I need to show you. There's a Chicago architect that made something very similar to that. Yeah. 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 I, I think a lot of architecture came from the Futuro houses. Yeah. Um, and this is not the only one, but this is the one that I thought was most interesting. The one thing is that there's no listing of who designed it. I mean, there there is, but it's conflicting. I don't know for sure who designed it. So construction started in 1978 and they were intended to be vacation resorts for u.s military officers that were stationed in taiwan mm-hmm. um, but the project was abandoned in 1980 so they built quite a few of them and then um, it was abandoned in 1980 wikipedia says it's due to um car accident deaths and suicides um, or the bisecting of a Chinese dragon sculpture to widen the gate. We'll come back to that because there's theories. But None it was, of them make sense. Yes. Um, so I, we will, there's a list of theories. Okay. Um, so it was scheduled to be demolished in 2008 um, because they're basically just taking up space. Um, but they're still there. It's technically against the law to trespass and go see them. This is what they look like today. Ooh, I want to go there. Yeah, they're I really want cool. Video game set there, right? They look so cool. They're yeah. they're all like rusted now, and it looks like a Silent Hill video game. 
So now I'm off of Wikipedia onto a website called RethinkingTheFuture.com. Apparently the idea for making them came from a plastics manufacturer named Yuchoko. And it was inspired by Futuro houses, like I said before. And the resort included modern technology and appliances, bodies of water, and water slides. Ooh, Kalahari. <laughs> yeah, live on the wild side. Um, but in 1980, Yucho went bankrupt, which shut down the project. Um, and then in 1989, construction resumed because a local beer house wanted to fund the construction and the group that owned the land wanted to expand their tourism industry. And then by the end of 1989, it was abandoned again. So they haven't been demolished because the land is owned by like a business group. So the Taiwanese government doesn't own the land. So because it kind of brings tourism, they're not demolishing it. But the Taiwanese government doesn't like it. So it's technically closed off because it's considered dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, similar to the Futuro houses, the inside is very swanky. It's multi-floor. Um, so each like petal of the flower is a different room. I want to go there. I want to go in it. Yeah. And it's on a coast. So oh, I want to break the law. You want to break? Let's go to Taiwan. Let's break the law. Break the law. I feel like breaking the law here is scary. Breaking the law somewhere that is not home to me is, is scary. Terrifying, yeah. Because yeah. then you have to be, like, extradited. And, yeah. yeah. So here's the current theories on why it shut down, why the construction of it shut down. So I have these in order of most reasonable to least reasonable. Okay. So number one, which I deem the most reasonable, the buildings were not sound. Structurally, um, and they weren't able to withstand an earthquake, especially um, it was a serious issue because the area was prone to earthquakes. And the way they, they were constructed was that there was a central column of concrete mm -hmm. and then the petals of the flower were attached to that. Yeah. And like floating. I could see that if that shook a little, that would be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like a way to get everyone inside killed. There's like m a little bit of metal like scaffolding on the outside, but not enough. Yeah. Um, so that's the theory as the, the most reasonable theory as to why it was shut down. The next one was that there were freak car accidents and suicides that were unexplained that people attributed to supernatural causes and it drove the workers away. In or like around the Like building? the workers would get into accidents. Oh. Um, what The thing that I think is dubious is that they were like, the workers that committed suicide, none of them had, showed any signs of depression. It's like, that's not how that works. No, especially like in men. Yeah. And freak car accidents, I don't know what that means. I tried to look up articles or like accident reports, but there's no, nothing yeah. legitimate. Um, but I don't know, if I was gonna work somewhere yes. and somebody came up to me and said, hey, like, six people who have had this job before died mm -hmm. i might look for something different yeah that's why it's the second most 
reasonable one to me. Yeah. Is because even if it's not supernatural, I feel like that could drive people away. Yeah. Um, the third one is that the land was the burial ground for Dutch soldiers, 17th century, uh, back to dead people, full circle. Um, and some people reportedly saw spirits and ghosts and the numbers are that apparently there's 20,000 skeletal remains of 17th century Dutch soldiers. That's too many remains, right? That's what caused the, the the suicides and the car accidents. They were angry. They were angry. It's a there's a, a scary movie about a house built on a cemetery. I, that is a very common trope. Uh, yeah, but like house built on a burial ground is like yeah yeah. So that's that's why yeah. So two and three can be combined, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the third one is that um, when they were widening the, like, entrance, the drive, Mm -hmm. there was a statue of a Chinese dragon in the way. And one article said that they split it in half. That's not how that works. I think they just removed it or destroyed it. But it was was somehow destroyed. Um, And then the land was cursed. I don't know if that's unreasonable, but um I could see how in a different culture though. But to, there was no sources is the thing. Yeah. Apparently it was said by some people on a forum. Um, so, but it was said so many times that people just like take it as fact. So it's yeah. I have that one labeled in my notes as IDK because <laughs> I I don't know what to call that one. Yeah. It's not credible, but also I some people might believe that and that's fine. Um, so crazy that so many different things are behind this. Right? Yeah. Because it's it could be anything. It could be nothing. Like, I see an abandoned building. I'm like, huh, people just stopped using that. Like, Yeah. There's so many abandoned buildings around. There are. It could just be... It could be that they ran out of money. It could I, be good. I mean, but it did look different than most buildings. So yeah. that makes sense that there might be, like, some more, like, ooh, ooh around creepy. it. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think they ran out of funds and that they, because they would have to like rebuild them because of earthquake regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see a combination of all of them, like bad press plus not having the funds. You can't get more funds if you don't have good press. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I noticed when researching this was, um, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but you're, it's when you're researching something and you read an article and you try to find the citation of that Mm -hmm. and you read another article that says the same thing and you go and go and you realize they're all citing the same article that has no citation. So a lot of the things I was reading were kind of citing each other. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't anything I could find that was like, there's an article from Taiwan that said yeah. this thing. So um, I'm dubious as to whether these are like facts. It's definitely interesting. And there's also a ton of, <laughs> there's like um, MTV filmed there. MTV Cribs? MTV Cribs. Our favorite show, MTV Cribs. It hasn't been on the air since 2004. Actually, I'm going to Google when MTV Cribs is on the air because I need to know. Let's go to our dear friend Wikipedia. Hi, this is <laughs> this is a side... Oh my god, you can watch it on YouTube. This is a completely different sidetrack. We both have ADHD. Yeah, I um, think I saw like they made one with like the gorillas. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay, so from 2000 to 2010. Oh, wait. It was rebooted in 2021 for new full-length episodes. Oh. Um, now I can see, like, Taylor Swift's house. Yeah. It's just tours of celebrities' homes. Yeah. Which you can also see on, like, um... I know. Doesn't Vogue do something similar? I was gonna say Vogue and, uh, what's it called? Something Digest? Architect- Architectural I Digest. I should look at that. We should watch those videos. You love, love your architecture. But yeah, that was another thing where everyone kept saying that it was on MTV, but that I could not find an episode of any show on MTV. And then also, it, it is continuously listed as one of the most haunted places on Earth. Oh. But that might not be put in any truth. You know what I mean? I'm... I Some people don't believe the same things as me, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of am of the belief that, like, if enough people believe something is haunted, it's haunted. Whether or not something happened there, like, the energy makes it haunted. I, I believe, believe that in a different way, where I think if enough people think something is true, then it is true in the way that if you are going to a place expecting to hear ghosts, you will hear ghosts. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Where it's it might not be there, but you're expecting it. So you're interpreting things in the way that they might be yeah. ghosts or hauntings or whatever. We have very different belief systems, yeah, which like is fine. The Shane and Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> the Shane and Ryan show, everyone's favorite show on YouTube's. Um, Maddie Saronin also made a bunch of different houses, and the other like really notable one is called Venturo House, which looks like an Xbox. <laughs> Oh, that's, um, that's cool. I like that. And my initial, like, instinct with this guy was like, I'm gonna look at his Wikipedia page just because I killed his wife or something. But I went on his Wikipedia page and he was like an advocate for women's rights like... and like loved his wife and children. And um, he passed away in 2013. But he basically all he did was make essentially like sculpture in installation buildings. And yeah, um, there might be a future home near you in your country. Is there one um, near us? Oh my god, we should Google if there's one near us. There's one five miles away. Five miles away? Yeah. Can we rent it? It's like an actual future home. Um, all the countries they're in are Australia, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Japan, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Ukraine, Russia, Sweden, South Africa, Taiwan, United Kingdom, and the United States of America. If you're there, find a Futuro house. There's a ton in the U.S. I'm going to rent one out. With the money I definitely have. With the money, the infinite money we have. Yeah, I found the infinite money glitch, guys. (laughs) I found it. It was behind the wall. And then one article that I thought was interesting, but wasn't, it wasn't as interesting to me as Futura and Mm -hmm. um, the, the houses in Taiwan. Um, with something called a Dymaxion house, um, but designed by Buckminster Fuller, um, also a solid dude apparently, but has he? He sounds like he would talk like Foghorn Leghorn. That's a Dungeons and Dragons ass name. He looks like he would inject chemicals into you. <laughs> He's. It's like his hand is like. 
He's the doing voice, like he has like a needle. To oh, I was gonna say it was like the finger in like the sex symbol you can do with your hands. <laughs> it kind of looks like he's doing that. He's doing sex. He's to me, in. he looks like he would try and turn you into a creature. He looks like an old man to me. I mean, yeah, that like, is what he is. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's the lighting of the picture. I think. Yeah, it's like a black background. It's very dramatic. Yes, and it's black and white, so it makes it even more dramatic. Yeah. And he's doing the sex fingers, which he's makes doing, it even more he is, Which makes him super cool, also. <laughs> yeah. But apparently he's also a really cool dude, but he made something called the Dimaxian House, which looks like um, a Jiffy Pop container. Where is that? Um, it's in the Henry Ford Museum. I've been there. You've been there? I've have been you been in, in the house? Have you been in the Dimaxian House? I've been in there. Tell me what it was like. So it's like a weird experience it was a long time ago yeah like i'm yeah yes you have a great long-term memory <laughs> no wait no you have a great short term that's yeah. what it is so i was there a long time ago and i remember there was like this audio presentation when you walked through the house that would talk to you about like what what it was for mm-hmm. and like it was very retro futurism yes they had it set up as if it was like the future I don't know. It was really interesting. I've been like, that's so strange. A lot of the things I read about it, it is very serendipitous that you you were in there and I'm talking about it. That's very cool. Um, It was made in like the 1930s, which is way before the Futuro house. So I think it's really interesting that they share a similar aesthetic, but they're very, they're like 30 years apart. I was gonna bring it up, actually. Really? Like, oh, I have this memory of this thing, but, like, it's probably not the same thing at all. Like, oh my god. It's, I think it might have inspired the Pichiro house. But, like, it ran on a gray water tank, which was, uh, it recycles, like, waste into, like, drinkable water and shower water. But Mm -hmm. instead of, one of, like, the features of it is that instead of a regular shower, they had some, uh, they, okay, it was called a fogger. And it would, like, aerosolize compressed water and, like, water degreasers. Like, you know the mist setting on a hose? Like, Mm. that instead of a shower. That sounds horrible and I hate it. Yeah. There's a reason we still have showers. We could have fog showers if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. We don't. For a very good reason. It's still patented. But uh, I just thought that was really interesting how it was like 30 years before it's definitely less luxurious but it was made to be like the house of the future like you know year 2000 every family in america will live like this yeah that's that's yeah yeah that's so strange that i was there i've no, where is the henry ford museum it's in michigan i i've never been is he from michigan yeah, cars were invented in Michigan. Uh, I'm not from Michigan. Oh. Dude, and Superman was invented in Cleveland. Like, like cars are big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are physically yeah, big. Yes, they are big, Ray. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of the, the Futura house and uh, all, the, all the extras. This is the the building I was talking about. Okay, it's show me. Two buildings. Oh, yeah. It's like if you stacked a bunch of like crackers that are shaped like it does look like flowers. a bunch of Ritz. Yeah, like a bunch of Ritz stacked on each other. Yeah, and they're they're. It's called Marina City because they're made to be like their own kind of like city within these two complexes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're interesting. You know the people call them like corn cobs. They do kind of look like corn yeah. cobs. Where are they? In Chicago. Oh. 
Do you know that the original intent of malls were, was to be, like, a city? Oh, that's cool. To have, like, doctors and dentists and grocery stores and living in a mall. And you could shop there. It was originally pared down to just a place where people go shopping. But the original, the man that invented the mall. Uh, Victor Gruen uh, invented the modern mall. Modern man, modern mall. Uh, he designed over 50 shopping malls. Like, I can't help but think that'd be great for, like, nursing homes. That would be so cool. And just, like, having, like, that little community. Let's give each other the our assignment. We're, we're assigning articles to the other person. And we so we both pre-picked one. And uh, that's going to be what we talk about for the next time. Do you, Can I go first because you, you read first this time? Sure, yeah. So the, the Wikipedia article I'm giving you is the list of helicopter prison escapes. There's little stories about every helicopter prison escape that's ever happened. Oh, that's going to be fun to go through. I know that I saw this and I was like, this is the, this is perfect. I'm going to like compile like a top 10 list or something. Excellent. (laughs) The first one was in Mexico. What do you have for me? So I have, um, bliss. Sounds like a drug. So bliss is the image. It's a photo that was taken um that is one like the windows vista background oh yeah interesting i did that is it's not a list of helicopter skates but i thought it would be a good starting point for something yeah that's really fun i didn't i didn't even know there was a name for that it talks about like the photographer and stuff i think huh i'm really researching the arts that was our first episode yeah I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm so sorry I made you do a gruesome one. I did not think about how gruesome it yeah. was going to be. I had a delightful time thinking about architecture and you're fighting for your life. <laughs> I was like sitting in my room like, oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't do gruesome ones anymore. Next time, we'll do 13 consecutive backflips, but you won't see it. You'll just hear it. So there's going to be no way that you can prove that we didn't do the backflips. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I think that's a good note to end on. Okay. Hello, this is Ray with a little audio note for you. I just wanted to thank you for listening to our first episode of Wormhole. Toby and I have been so excited about this podcast. It's been so fun putting it together and I'm really excited to see where this goes. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to tell a friend, write a review. It really helps to get the word out there. We're planning on releasing episodes every other week. So our next episode will be on July 5th. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at wormhole.podcast and on Tumblr at wormhole-podcast. On there, we'll be uploading clips, um, any images that we talk about in the episodes, and just some funny, silly stuff. Our music is In the Middle of the Day by Lundstrom. Again, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. We will see you again on July 5th. Goodbye.